Hello and welcome to the Guys Like Us podcast. This is your host, Tyler Brondike, and today I'm joined with Jonathan Evans, who is an author, former NFL player, and currently a chaplain for the Dallas Mavericks and Dallas Cowboys. So stay tuned. Hello and welcome to the Guys Like Us podcast. This is your host, Tyler Brondike. Thanks for joining in. Today, I'm speaking with Jonathan Evans, who is an author, a speaker, is a former NFL player, and currently is a team chaplain for the Dallas Mavericks and the Dallas Cowboys. I've had Jonathan on in the past, and um, I'm excited to welcome him back on. Um, always a great time speaking with him and getting to, to connect a little bit uh, on some of his latest work as well. And so we dig into Fighting Your Battles, uh, which is his latest book, and, and talks through Something that we've all been considering, or if we haven't, um, certainly should consider. It's the, the battleground we find ourselves in. Um, who Jesus Christ is, is the, is the victorious one who, who conquered the battle, defeated the enemy over sin and death. And we, we look into some of the battles that he's been struggling and, and facing, dealing with loss and his family, eight family members from 2018 to 2020, and, and also um, dealing with miscarriage and, and his wife and um, being present in, in that time of great loss and, and grief and moving forward, trusting in God's faithfulness, but also letting go and of our own will, our own desire and seeking God's will, God's perspective, God's desire. So we talk more about that um, and really just get into uh, some some of the big battles or big victory moments really of God's uh, people in the in the Bible, um, and just an encouragement, some some strategies um, to to hold tight, um, to trust in God's providence and, and, and sovereignty, um, and to move forward. And so I hope that this is a message of hope, inspiration, and uh, really encouragement uh, um, as you're fighting your battles. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Jonathan. Jonathan, thanks so much for, for joining me and the uh, Guys Like Us community here. Hey, it's good to be here, Tyler. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. And so uh, I, I'm excited. I know kind of where you just launched this book early September. Um, and so it's been, you know, some time in the making. And uh, it's been a it's been a tough past few years. I know not, you know, everyone's been going through a lot, but I know personally you've been open in some of the the challenges and struggles that you face, but also God's faithfulness in the midst of it as well. And so I know this is going to be a message of encouragement and hope and, uh, and learn, learn more about who God is in the midst of our battles and struggles, but uh, excited. Fighting Your Battles is now available. So why don't we just kind of first, yeah, start there. What, what has been the, uh, what, what have been the battles that you're, you know, you've been facing these last few years and, and go from there? Yeah. So, you know, my dad always told me, son, you're either in a battle on your way to a battle or you just came out of one. That's just what life is. You know, Jesus doesn't lie to us. He tells us that in this world you will have trouble. And all of us have faced it from COVID to losses to um, jobs to finances to all of these different things. We're just trying to figure out um, what are the strategies that we can use to get to the other side. And so a lot of the things that I've gone through, I mean, we talk about it in the book. One thing I love about this book is it has QR codes in it so that you can scan it and watch the videos mm -hmm. um, talking about these battles and me and my wife talking about our four miscarriages. 
mm-hmm. and all of the mm-hmm. things that we went through in our life. So it's interactive, um, but it's yeah. really strategic. And so that that's part of it. I mean, I've had four four miscarriages on our journey of having children. We've had yeah. uh, uh, eight losses in two years in our family from 2018 to the beginning of 2020. Mm-hmm. We lost eight people. Um, then obviously yeah. that's around right after that, you know, the pandemic hits. Right. Um, there's a lot of things that have gone on in my, my career. And so it's just, right. you know, people can identify with it because it's just life and it's, um, right. figuring out who God is in the midst of it. Um, uh, all mm-hmm. the questions of why, um, mm-hmm. all the concern and having to battle through that and trying to figure out how is it that all things work together for good when I feel so bad. So, mm-hmm. um, we really talk about that and it's, uh, it's, uh, really encouraging people to keep going and not surrender. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so, yeah, I think that's, I, I like that. You're either in a battle, you're about to get one, or you just pass one. Is that right? So it's just like, yeah, this. Yeah. it's a battleground. And so let's let's acknowledge that first. And for for folks listening, you know, I think some of us, to recognize that, some of us don't, but we're, we're certainly in a, a battle. It is not against uh, flesh and blood, but powers and principalities. We was reading Ephesians. But nonetheless, right. there is a, the enemy is at work, and uh, there's... There's, um, you know, our own sin as well. And so just, can you just kind of talk through that and how you kind of understand this bigger picture of the, the battle as we, as we read through in scripture and how that's impacted your kind of your thinking and processing. Yeah. Yeah. And so some of those things come because of our own doing, uh, because of our own choices or our own lifestyle or our own sin, mm-hmm. um, things that come upon us, uh, because of the active or passive wrath of God, um, allowing us to experience the fruit of our own ways. But sometimes it has nothing to do with that. Sometimes it's just the reality um, that you are doing what you're supposed to be doing. And and by doing it, you're having to face an onslaught of things that are coming against you. Just like the disciples, Jesus told them to go to the other side. They were being obedient and hit a storm. And so sometimes you can be obedient and a storm be a part of your obedience. Um, But either time, God is either changing you, working on you, or putting perseverance in you for where he's taking you. Mm-hmm. And so that's mm-hmm. what we can't forget. My mom always told me, she told me this before she passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, she said, your greatest ministry will always come out of your greatest misery. Mm-hmm. And once you understand that, you understand that either that even if it's misery based on a decision or it's misery based on obedience, mm-hmm. either way, God can put that in a stew of your purpose and serve up something that's worth it. Mm-hmm. And so that's why you can never give up, never surrender and never throw in the towel. And many people are dealing with depression and anxiety and worry at higher levels with things compounding because right now, Tyler, we have this one thing after another, like people are dealing with one thing after another, like it's not slowing down from a worldwide perspective. It's just speeding up. Um, Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. the compound pressure of how we handle our battles and how we work through those um, really are multifaceted and we've got to learn how to think and how to have perspective in order to get to the other side and use um, everything that uh, we've gone through to our benefit and not our detriment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, instantly I, I, we said compounding and I thought of like an athletic metaphor, right? Of like you're you're putting, you're putting, you're kind of going through it, you're in the gym, you're in the weight, you're hitting the weights and you're Sometimes you can build that and compound that into muscle and build that strength and endurance. Right. But on other times, right, you're you're already fatigued. You're kind of you're cashed out, and you're just compounding more injury. You're compounding more. So these That's two right. things have the opportunity of advancing. And so it's just how do we see what God's doing, God's purposes, in the midst of it, rather than falling into the maybe into some traps of anxiety or fear or 
So can you talk a little bit about the responses? Uh, yeah. I don't know, maybe that we can find ourselves in the midst of the turmoil and then what some of the, I guess, the different strategies or solutions you, you're uh, referencing as well. Yeah, definitely. I think that one of the most important things that we've got to learn is that stewardship is not just about money. Stewardship is not just about how you handle your family or how you handle materialistic things. Mm -hmm. Stewardship is also your battles. And people don't think about that. People don't think about how God mm -hmm. is the owner of the battle too. He's not just the owner of the money or the owner of the time, talent, and treasure. He's the owner of your hardship. Because it says in 2 Chronicles um, 2015, um, he says, the battle is not yours, it's the Lord's. So he tells you right there who owns your battle. You don't own it. And, and a lot of people take ownership of manipulating the outcome, and they take ownership by carrying all of the burden to get themselves on the other side. Right. And God is saying, no, you're not, even, you're not supposed to own that. I own the outcome. I own the battle itself. I own what I'm trying to do with you in it. And so your job is to steward the battle well, not to try to take ownership of the outcome. And whenever you take ownership of the outcome, you take God's job. And whenever you take God's job, you start losing your mind because you're yeah. not God. So you always know when you right. stepped into God's right. territory, when you start losing it, when you're just weighed down in depression, you're dealing with anxiety, you're, you're stressed to the max. Um, you're starting to physically not even be okay because stress can do that to you. Yeah. Um, because you're taking God's job from him. And a part of the path of wrath of God is just to let you have it until you realize dependency is where you win, not where you lose. And so a lot of us have to learn how to be stewards of our battles and not that's owners right. of it. And that's why he says in, um, in Matthew uh, 11, he says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take mm -hmm. my yoke upon you. So it's my yoke. That's it's right. not your yoke. You're just supposed to learn from me, he says. And so it's the picture, Tyler, of a, yeah. of a big ox and a little ox there. They're plowing the field, but the big ox is supposed to carry the burden. The little ox is supposed to learn from the big ox while the field still gets plowed. And so God is not saying be irresponsible. Mm -hmm. He's just saying let me be. He's just saying let me be the big ox. But the yoke should be easy, and the burden should be light. And many of our yokes are heavy and hard, and the burden is heavy uh, because we're trying to be the big ox. When God is saying no, let me be the big ox. You be the little ox. Yeah. And I think that just, that's such a, from a personal perspective, like that just eases your burden though, right? Like that's, it's right. like resting in God's sovereignty. It's letting go, is submitting to a greater plan. And I don't know, I think, I think we so want to control our, right. our outcome and we want to, as you just said, and, and we want to create our own, you know, our own future, our own path, but God is kind of has ordained our steps. And so it's, um, yeah, I, no, I'm, it, it makes sense. That's, that, that, that's a good uh, analogy, big ox, little ox. Yeah. That's right. I think that it's important for us to know that um, because we'll get weighed down by a weight that we were never meant to carry. Mm. And, you know, people all, oftentimes will say, well, God will never put a burden on you too big for you to bear. Well, that's not in the Bible. You know, that's something yeah. that we feel good saying. God will never allow you to be tempted beyond what you can bear. And a okay. temptation and a trial are two different things. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so people will put that verse into trials and it's only talking about temptations. And so while a trial can tempt you to do yeah. things outside of God's will, a trial in and of itself, you know, Paul says that I was perplexed beyond measure. Uh, if you read the book of Job, certainly mm -hmm. that was a lot more than he could bear. 
uh, on his own and had to come into total dependency on God. So a lot of times God will allow you to go through things that you can't bear so that you can learn mm-hmm, that dependency mm-hmm. is the place of your victory. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and so that's something that we have to uh, continue mm-hmm. to learn. And God is trying yes. to take responsibility all throughout the Bible. Yeah. Um, cast your cares upon me and I will sustain you. Come to yeah. me and I will give you rest. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. I will make your path straight. Okay, he tells Abraham in Genesis 12, I will bless you. Um, I will give you a great nation. I will give you a great name. See, see so right, all of right. the, a major theme in the Bible is God saying, I'll take it, but I won't take it from someone who's too stubborn to give it to me. Right. Right. And that it's God is big enough. If he's a creator of the universe, creator of the world, then he is big enough. His grace is sufficient. And so... You know, I think sometimes we get held up on past failures, past frustrations, past pains, and we want to to solve them or think that we can't let God into that space because we've tried before. We don't think that he's he can do it. But I mean, we look back in his faithfulness and he's brought us through and we look in. He's a God of the ages of history and has has done it many times. And so can you tell me some of the kind of looking through scripture and looking through the stories of battle and victory and and God's word, where uh, where we can look to just for reference? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's a lot. There's uh, uh, David, obviously. Mm -hmm. He saw that his perspective was that God was bigger than the giant that he faced. Mm -hmm. And I forgot exactly what verse it is as I'm sitting here thinking about it on the spot. But if you look at uh, mm-hmm. 1 Samuel 17, there's a verse in there. Mm-hmm. And it says, David ran quickly to the line to meet the Philistine. So that one verse, that's my boy right there. I mean, think about right. his approach. While everyone else in Israel was afraid to approach, David ran quickly. He did not even hesitate because he looked at his battle through the right lens while everybody else was looking at the size of the giant. He was looking at the fact that the giant was not under the, uh, the circumcision, meaning he was not under the covering of God. Hmm. And so he says, my God is bigger than anything I face. I'll run hmm. quickly to the line and face anything. You have other battles like right. Moses in right. Exodus 17, where he understands how to fight the battle. Uh, he's fighting against Amalek mm-hmm. and he goes up to the top of the hill with the staff of God in his hand. But he doesn't go up there by himself. He goes up with Aaron and her, and, and they hold his hands up. And he mm-hmm. lets us know that holding up the spiritual perspective in a battle is tough. And if you try to do yeah. it by yourself, you will lose in the valley. Mm-hmm. Okay? And so he right. teaches us that in Exodus 17. You have Joshua uh, fighting Jericho and fighting mm-hmm. Ai um, mm-hmm. in Joshua right. chapter 6 and chapter 7. And there's a lot to be taught there. All of this is in the book giving us strategies on mm-hmm. how to think. Uh, strategies on how to maneuver, strategies on how to approach, mm-hmm. uh, and so all of this um, and all and more battles um, talked about in the book that that really mm-hmm. help us practically mm-hmm. in our day to day life with our marriages, with our children, with mm-hmm. wayward children, with our addictions, with our struggles right. as, as men and as women, with uh, um, uh, you know, with the with what we've had miscarriages, and I mean, we go through so many right, practical right, right. scenarios. Right. And the battles in the Bible and how those things correlate. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. And, and that's the encouragement. Just thinking about Philippians 3 and Paul's encouragement to, to press on and move forward. Right. Yeah, that's right. To Jesus. And look to Jesus. Yeah, because he is the ultimate victor. He's the ultimate. He has won the battle as well. And so that's, good. that's a good point you make is that Jesus is not asking us to do anything that he himself has not already done. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so we can look to him because he has, he's, 
he's perfected that. He's done it to the absolute fulfillment. Um, you mentioned this a few times, and I, I, it's there's a lot of I didn't realize how prevalent miscarriages are. Um, not to you know again, not to I think my goal is not to belittle yours, but to say that there's a lot of people who are who have who have gone through it, and it's it's very it's there's a lot of grief, there's a lot of loss, and just yeah, I think it's been really eye opening to see how. Um, to see this play out and to see it's a reality of life. And so just kind of wanted to ask just how, how have you, how you have kind of processed through that, how you've been dealing with it. And I know that'll be encouragement for, for a lot of listeners here. Yeah, Yeah. no doubt about it. My wife talks a lot about this in the book um, visually on one of our QR codes, Uh, because you know, that maternal instinct, you know, men don't have it where we definitely experience the sadness and the loss, but not at the level of a maternal uh, instinct because it's in their bodies. That's right. Um, and it's a loss from their body, literally. Yeah. And so so it's very difficult, A, to lose four children, but also B, as a husband, it's almost like when you're there and your wife's giving birth, there's nothing you can do about it. Mm-hmm. When your wife is um, is losing a child, there's also nothing you can do about it. So you're watching her mm. either, you know, in, in the pain of giving birth or in the pain of child loss. Mm. Uh, and you're helpless in both. And so, so it was, it was hard for us to wrap our minds around that, you know, the Bible says be fruitful and multiply. That's something that we wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so to be obedient, but to be seemingly, um, not getting the outcome Mm -hmm. of the obedience didn't make sense. Mm -hmm. And it was also just, uh, painful to see a future, not get started. (laughs) Okay. And so that happens uh, in a lot of scenarios, but definitely this one. And so. That just put us in another level of dependency, um, right. really, really giving it to God, almost like Moses's mother in Exodus 2. Um, she had to get, put the baby in the Nile. In other words, this is a situation where it's totally out of our hands. And so, yeah. God, uh, that brought us to our knees. It brought us to another level of prayer. Because before we right. had miscarriages, Tyler, we had two children. So we had, you, you got to be careful about this. Let me make a point. Okay. Is that we had two children successfully prior to having any miscarriages. So whenever you have victory, you also can, that victory can make you less dependent on God. So when it was time for number three, we weren't praying about it. We just decided we wanted to do it because we had victory. Mm. And then we were humbled by the idea, oh no, this is not just us deciding we want to have kids. This is still something we depend on God to have. Wow. So it brought us back into a place of humility. And then um, after two miscarriages, we had two children, two more miscarriages and one child. So we have five children with four miscarriages. Wow. Um, And so God has been faithful. But each time God has taught us, hey, this is something that I'm doing for my kingdom, for my glory. And when you have these children, they'll be yours again to steward. But they're ultimately I own it. That's right. Ultimately, they're mine. And so we learned that yeah. through that process. What's your wife's name again? Her name is Kanika. K-A-N-I-K-A. Kanika. How'd you care for her during this time? You, it's a burden that she certainly carries more so than, because she, she's, yeah, she is the one that's birthing these, these yes. kids. And, uh, and that's a good question. I think that uh, because, so it's caretaker. So I was the, I had to suck it up quickly because... I had to make sure that I was there for her um, from a present standpoint, emotionally, spiritually, to kind of speak positive and biblically over her, 
to tell her the things that she knows, but to be a reminder of it, mm-hmm. um, to remind her of it, um, just to remind her about the two children we were already blessed with before our first miscarriage, and that God is faithful, that mm-hmm. we're going to make a comeback from the setback. Um, and so speaking into right. her life, right. uh, but literally being there, what can I get for you? What can I do for you? I was, mm. you know, she's the, she's the caretaker of the home because I work outside of the home. She works inside of the home. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now she's homeschooling all the kids. And I mean, she's, mm-hmm. she's a beef now <laughs> when it comes to right. taking care of those right. things. Um, but while she was doing that, I took a lot of that load off. I'd come home. Um, I'm washing the dishes. I'm cleaning. I'm making sure that the kids are in bed on time. I'm making sure that she can lay down and rest and not have to worry about the nuances and the details. And so mm-hmm. I do those things anyway, but I took it to another level because I wanted her to know hmm. that she didn't have to go through losing a child and also still have to maintain everything around the house. Um, and okay. so being there practically, what can I do? And then being there spiritually and uh, from a positivity standpoint, what mm-hmm. can I say? How can I be okay. of an encouragement? Uh, were the two uh, mantles that I took up in a big way. Right. No, that's good. I was just pulled up Ephesians five twenty five, and it says, "Husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave Himself up for her." So that's right. it's a it's a tough call. It's laying your life down like Christ laid His life down, right? Mm-hmm. And so that is that's not easy. It's certainly hard, and so. Just want to encourage you in that and the others listening. And it's like practically, yeah, being um, that spiritual encouragement and that spiritual leadership, but also practically and meeting those needs um, in the midst of it. And that's 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 being a person of service like like Christ is. So it's I'm sure it's an encouragement. I know a lot of folks have been struggling with it and just to know that others are are with them in in the midst as well. No doubt. So just to kind of, as we start to, to wrap up here, um, yeah, just wanted to know, I guess, you know, for, for folks who are want to get a copy of the book, just where they can find you. Um, and then, yeah, just anything, any final word of encouragement or just a point maybe just wanted to reemphasize as we kind of wrap things up. Yeah, I would just say, you know, no matter what you're going through, what you're dealing with or how you feel, uh, let your faith carry the way. When feelings carry the way, the Bible says the heart is the most deceitful of all and is desperately sick. Yeah. Who can understand it? And so the goal is not to follow your heart. The goal is to demand that your heart follow the truth. And then you'll be going in the right way. And sometimes your feelings have to catch up to the truth that you're following, no matter what you're going through. And when that happens, you begin to see God move on your behalf. Mm. And we need to learn to make a trade with God. Make a trade with God. Say, God, I'm going to pray with supplication and thanksgiving, mm-hmm. no matter what I'm going through. And I'm going to give you my burden, my circumstance. And I'm going to let you give me peace that surpasses all understanding. Let's make yeah. that trade. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. when you learn to do that, there's no reason to surrender because you're not even carrying the burden of what you're going through. Um, mm-hmm. I think that following me, Jonathan Blake Evans, that's my name. Yeah. So Jonathan Blake Evans on Instagram, Jonathan Blake Evans, Facebook, mm-hmm. Jonathan Blake Evans.com. Yeah. Um, and you can get more content there and you can just get the book on Amazon. You can get the book on Amazon and, um, and write a review so other people can can see it and learn about it. Mm-hmm. And we just want to get the word out because we're all facing Absolutely. battles and we need to learn how to get through. Amen. Sounds good. Thank you. And uh, blessings to your work with the um, the guys as well in Dallas and the, uh, the, the athletes. And so they need that encouragement um, and that truth in God's word. And so thank you for uh, the work and service to the kingdom. Yeah, no, no, no problem. Thank you, Tyler, for what you're doing. We'll talk. Yes, sir.